Hey everybody, this is Matt with your weekly overflow podcast. We are on our final pod on this happiness habit series and we've gone through the entire book of Philippians and we're now on our last habit, the habit of generosity. And if you practice generosity, you will be happier than if you focused on getting everything you wanted. Christmas is only one month away and as someone who has celebrated 50 Christmases, I am always happier after I give than when I receive presents. Even on my favorite Christmas memory where my dad bought me an Atari 5200, what made that that Christmas special was playing pole position on the new system with my grandfather and seeing the joy on his face, the joy of playing a game with his grandson and whooping his little grandson's butt in a driving game. The greatest happiness wasn't found in the gift that I received, but on what I gave to my grandfather that day. The biggest smile I've ever seen as he whooped my butt. <laughs> we played all day and I didn't win once. He loved it. It was by far my favorite Christmas memory and my most complete. My favorite gift of a Nintendo system, which is way better than the Atari, wasn't even close to the joy of giving my grandfather a simple smile. There are six benefits of generosity that Paul expounds on in this book. In last pod, we we saw the first two. We That was the first benefit is that we earn the gratitude of others. And the second benefit of showing what really matters. Now let's just jump right in and look at the third benefit, which is that we become more like Jesus. Now why? Why is this a benefit? Well, because Jesus is the most generous person ever lived. He is a giver and... Why am I becoming more like Jesus? Because giving is in the essence of God, and it's something that we should desire as we are his children. God is a giver. If God was not a giver, none of us would be sitting here right now, because everything in my life and everything in your life is a sheer gift of God. If God wasn't generous, we'd have nothing. The air we breathe, the sun that shines down on us, the fact that my heart is beating, the fact that I have lungs. I didn't earn these lungs. I didn't earn this life. It was given to me out of God's great generosity. If God wasn't a generous God, I would never have been created. And God wants his children to become like him. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. He gave us the biggest gift we we could have, life. Not only just life, but eternal life made possible by Jesus dying for us on a cross. And all we need to do is accept and believe what he did. And God takes care of the rest. We ask for forgiveness and he gives it. Our past, present, and future sins. All of them. He gives us his Holy Spirit to live in us and help us to make the right decisions and comfort us in the most difficult times. He prepares a place in heaven for us for all eternity. But the gift of salvation isn't the only gift that God has given us. See, he's more generous than we realize. The Bible says every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Heavenly Father. You say, wait a minute, I earned this stuff. Where do you think you got the ability to earn? But I thought it up. Where do you think you got your brain? Everything in your life is a gift of God. Everything, the freedom you have, the fact that you have eyes to see, ears to hear, it's all a gift because God is generous. You say, I really love my kids. Well, what do you give them? Well, I give them money. That's not what they need. 
do you give them your time? I really love my life. Well, what are you giving her? The latest purse, the latest clothing, the latest fashion, the latest car? What are you giving her? Giving her your time, your heart? See, God so loved the world that he gave. This is what love is all about. I become more loving when I become more generous. You spell love, G-I-V-E. Lust is based on getting. Love is based on giving. Lust can never wait to get. Love can always wait to give. See, every time you're generous, what happens is a change takes place in you. Every time you give, your heart moves just another tweak up the dial towards God. You become more like Jesus. You become more loving every time you give. The Bible says you give a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. He says, that counts. Every time we practice generosity, we become a little bit more like Jesus. Philippians 1.11 says, Your lives will be filled with the truly good qualities which only Jesus Christ can produce for the glory and praise of God. What we're talking about here is extremely against the world. It's extremely counterculture. Because everything in our culture and our worlds does not say give. It says get. Would you agree we're living in an increasingly self-centered culture? Narcissism is on the rise. Actually, in reality, narcissism has already taken over the world. Well, the Western world, that is. It's all about me. We don't care about others. We only care about what we can get out of it. And hence, it leads to a decline in happiness. As generosity, which should be the norm, becomes a rare event. I think we need more generosity more than ever because of what it does. It gets the focus off of us and we start to think about other people. Philippians 2, 4, and 5 says, don't look out for your own interests, but also look to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. The Bible says he became poor that we might become rich. Why is it so weird when people are generous? It should be the norm. We should expect it. But whenever we see something that's generous, we are like, oh man, that was great. And that's the right attitude. But why shouldn't it be the norm? Because we've messed up and we've become selfish and we only think about ourselves. And we miss out on the benefits of generosity. Fourth benefit of generosity is every time I'm generous, I strengthen my faith. My faith gets stronger. Why is that? Because when I take something I've got and instead of using it on myself, I use it on to help someone else. And then I'm going to have to depend on God to help me because I've already given away what I was supposed to use for myself. So I got some money I need to pay the bills, and then I help someone else who's in the tight fix. Now I've got to trust God. I've only got a certain amount of time, and I got to get all my stuff done, and I stop, and I help my neighbor with my time. Now I've got to trust God a little bit, that I can somehow make it work. So I can get stuff I need to get done when I only get a certain amount of energy. Well, I give that energy to somebody else. Now I'm depending on God to help me to get through it. So I'm not going to worry about it, but I'm going to pray about it and expect God to take care of my needs. And every time we give, our faith grows a little bit stronger. Every time we give, it's like a muscle. It just gets stronger. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray and ask God for everything you need, always giving thanks. In other words, I'm going to trust God to meet my needs. And when you do that, you'll 
strengthen your faith because we think we only have a little bit in our lives. And so what we do with that little bit of resources, whether if it's our time or money or our love or whatever, and we invest it solely in ourselves, we miss out and it stays stagnant. But somehow God does a miracle where when we spend our time, our, our energy and our love and, and we give it away, we get back so much more because we can't outgive God. And when we do that, we strengthen our faith because then we start to realize, wow, God is greater and bigger than I can possibly imagine. And because of that, our faith grows. Fifth benefit of generosity is every time I'm generous, I invest in eternity. When I give my time, my money, my energy, whatever, I invest in my eternal home. Jesus called this principle storing up treasure in heaven. The phrase he says, store it for yourselves, not for, your God, not for God. It says, Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, from Matthew 6. You, you want to know how many times Jesus used that phrase in the Bible? He said it six times. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. And anytime Jesus says something six times, we better listen to it. Because if you don't, you're going you're gonna to miss out on something. He doesn't, like, he doesn't repeat himself for no reason. See, you can store things on, here on earth or in heaven. And the Bible says... Don't store up a bunch of stuff here on earth where thieves can steal it, where rust can rust it, where moss can eat the clothes away. But it says store up in heaven. It makes sense. We spend a lot more time in heaven than we are here. But in America, we're, we're hoarders. We like to hoard. We have storage units. Nobody should own a storage unit. I mean, think about it. Why do you have so much stuff now, I get it. There's some rare circumstances where you need to stuff. You're in between houses or something like that, or you're in between places to live and you need some place to store your stuff. That's fine. But you have your home. You live in your home, but you can't fit everything. So you have to have a storage unit. Why? That makes no sense to me. You're storing up for yourself. I About a year ago is when my dad went into the hospital and he eventually passed away. And as I was thinking about it going into this Thanksgiving, I thought about where I was last year at this time when we, my sister and I were cleaning out my dad's place. And there was so much stuff. Stuff everywhere. Now, my dad's wife was a hoarder. And my dad was a collector. And you put a hoarder and a collector together, and that's just a recipe for disaster. And their house was filled to the brim with stuff. Stuff that has no purpose, that has no meaning. You know, you keep VHS tapes, you keep old newspapers, you keep cassettes. You're storing up what? Are these the treasures you left on earth? There's clothes, thousands of clothes. They're not worth anything. And that's what we do on this life. We just fill our lives with all this stuff instead of investing what we should by storing up treasures in heaven where we're going to live for trillions of years. Now, my dad's gone. He's no longer here. All this stuff is gone. It's in my garage. The stuff that we kept that we didn't donate, there's stuff in my garage and in my dining room because I don't know what to do with it. And I still have it. We, as, as I went through that stuff last year, I realized how worthless things are you can use stuff that's great 
you can use it, that's great. But don't store up anything here because it's going to decay, or you are. I mean, every day I take a breath, I get a little bit older. Every day that I wake up, there's one less day I'm going to be here. It's kind of morbid, but, you know, the earth is short. Heaven's for eternity. Invest there. We're only going to enjoy this stuff here for a few years, and we can't take it with us. But the Bible says you can send things ahead of you. What are you going to send ahead? What treasures can you store up? Well, invest in people, people who are going there. There are only two things that are going to last forever, the Word of God and people, souls. You look around one day, and the building you're in is going to crumble. The car you're in will be junked. The trees around you will die. And one day, even our country, America, will not exist. Nothing on the planet lasts forever. Only two things last forever. Truth, because it was something that was true a thousand years ago. It's going to be truth doesn't change. And people. And one of the two places, heaven or house. And so you need to invest more in the things that are going to last than the things that don't. Philippians 4.17 says, Though I appreciate your gifts, what makes me happiness is the well-earned reward you will receive because of your generosity. He said, you're storing your treasure in heaven. No American Bible puts it this way. I want you to have the profit that accrues to your own account. That word in Greek, the profit that accrues, is an interest-bearing account. So are you investing? How are you doing on your retirement? I'm not talking about your retirement here. I'm talking about your ERA, your eternal retirement account, not your IRA, your individual retirement account. Have you sent anything up ahead? Is there anything going to be in heaven there for you to build on, or are you piling it all up on this side? It's a fatal mistake, and that's why Jesus says six times you really need to consider building up treasure in heaven. Is a statement of faith as an investment in your eternal home. Remember, we don't just do it because I said so or the Bible says so. you got to do it willingly, happily, happily, <laughs> and not begrudgingly. God doesn't want your money. What he wants is your attitude. He wants your heart. He wants. He doesn't want you to give out of guilt. You should never give or be generous out of pressure. If anybody ever pressures you to give of any reason, whether it's your energy, your time, or your money, and you feel guilty about it, don't give. Bible says it very clearly because God doesn't want it. God wants what it represents. It wants your heart. If my forced or if my kids are forced to give me a gift and they give it to me and I'm like, Dad, I got this for you, and you could tell that they were forced it, I don't want it. What I really want is, Dad, I got this for you, and they give it to me, and it could be a rock from the road, but it's going to warm my heart because it was from them. The Bible says, give happily to those in need and always be ready to share whatever God has given you. By doing this, you will be storing up real treasure for yourselves in heaven. It is the only safe investment for eternity. So every time I'm generous, I earn the gratitude of others. I show what really matters. I become like Jesus. I strengthen my faith. I invest in my eternal home. And the sixth benefit, I make God smile. Yep. Every time you're generous, you make God smile. You make him happy. Generous giving is an act of worship that honors God. Philippians 4.18 says, Your gifts are like a fragrant offering to God, a sacrifice that God accepts and is pleasing to Him. It makes God smile. It makes God happy. 
Those of you who are parents, are you happy when your kids are selfish and won't share their toys? Obviously not. <laughs> are you happy when your kids learn to share? Yeah. Are you happy when your kids are generous? Of course you are. So is God. God loves it when his kids learn to be generous, when they learn to share. And every time you're generous, you're not selfish. You give away money, time, energy, or what matters to you, not for your own benefit. God goes, that's my boy, that's my girl. You see how generous he was? You see how, that's my kids. See, God is the most generous person in the universe. He wants his kids to be the same way. God is watching you every day of your life to see what you do with what he's giving you. He's watching to see how generous you are. Everything I just said is the promise behind the greatest promise in the Bible. He's ending the book with this promise. When you, when you, God says, are like these Philippians who are noted for their generosity, when you give out of gratitude, when you give to become more like Jesus, when you give to stretch your faith, when you give to invest your home in heaven, when you give to show what really matters most, when you give to please God, then God says in Philippians 4.19, then God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. God says, you're never going to outgive me. God says, let's play this little game. You give to others, you give to me, I'll give to you, and we'll see who wins. Then God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. That is a promise we need to memorize and remember in our narcissistic world. It's a great antidote to worry. This week when you go, God, I don't have enough time to get this done. Remember Philippians 4.19. God will meet all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. God, I'm not feeling good today. I need strength. I need energy. God will meet all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. God, I need a date. <laughs> Philippians 4.19. God will meet all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. God, I need peace of mind. I'm stressed. God will meet all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. God, the holidays are rough on me. It's a terrible time of year. I don't know how I'm going to make it through. God will meet all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. But you got to remember the premise before the promise. God says, I'm watching to, to see if you're generous. And all throughout this series, we've looked at the habits that we can do in our lives to increase our joy, our happiness. Generosity is just the last one, but also the one that's most foreign to the world in which we live. But God gets us that promise, the more generous we are, God will meet all our needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Well, I hope you enjoyed this series and I hope it encouraged you, challenged you. And before we end, I do have one last challenge for you this week. Every day, just read through this book of joy. It's not going to take that long. It's only a couple chapters long, four chapters. But it's a great way to close out this series and to close out this series on joy. And it's going to make an impact on your life. So just go ahead and read the book of Philippians every day for like a week. And I have a feeling it's going to impact your life. It's going to make you more generous. It's going to make you more loving. It's going to make you think about the right things. It's going to do all those things and bring you closer to God and it's going to be and you're going to be happier and who doesn't want to be happy so next week we start our brand new five-week series that's going to be about Christmas so God bless 
Have a happy Thanksgiving, and I'll see you in a week.